works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He will be my God. Hold me closely to his side. With love and strength for each new day, he will make a for the sick, amen, because he's God, and he's alive, he hasn't changed, amen, as we heard this morning, he's wanting to express himself in a people, he's wanting to express himself in a bride, and if only we can let him work his way, he will work, amen, why don't we bow our heads tonight, amen, dear Lord, we want to thank you for this evening, we thank you for your word this morning, Lord, how you spoke to our hearts, oh God. Father, truly, there is a table set, O oh Father, Lord. And you're waiting for some people to come up and fill those chairs, O oh God. And Lord, we believe that we are part of those people standing here this evening, Lord. And Father, until that day, Lord, we're looking that you will come tonight also and bring us your word of life, O oh God. But we are just beloved earthen vessels, O oh God. But Lord, you are the mighty one, O oh God. You are the unfailing one, O oh God. You are the one, O oh Heavenly Father, who doesn't change, O oh Lord. You are the same yesterday. You are the same today. You are the same forever, O oh God. Father, whether you come today or you come in a thousand years, you still be the same, O oh God. Your power will never change, O oh Lord. And Father, we know that your power this evening is still the same as it was when you walked on earth, O oh God. We know your power tonight is still the same as it was when your prophet was here, O oh God. Father, we don't want to limit you to anoint to God, but we want you to have the full preeminence, O oh Lord. We want you to move in a supernatural way tonight, O oh God, because we know that you are a God of a supernatural, O oh God. And Father, we are a supernatural people, O oh God. And Father, we want the two to come together this evening, Lord God. Two omnipotence to meet this evening, O oh God. The Lord, we may see you move, O oh Lord. We may see Jesus Christ in a people, O oh God. Jesus Christ not in a building, 
building of Father with four walls of God, but Jesus Christ in the building of a bride of God. Father, you move. There is a hunger and there is a thirst in Lord tonight. And Father, we're longing for you, O Lord God, to see your power move and surge, O Lord God, in the hearts of your people, O God. Father, we surrender to you this evening, Lord. Father, you move and have us, Lord. I give myself away, Lord. Father, you speak to your people that which you desire to speak, O Lord. Father, may we live you know, the same way we came in. Father, we just love you, Lord God. We bless your name, O God. And we commit all to your hands this evening. May you have your way, Lord, and may you be glorified. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you, musicians. Thank you, Dan. I really appreciate the, 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 the specials this evening. Amen. Amen. We do love the Lord. I am, it looks like every every service I get more nervous and more nervous and more nervous. But we're trusting in the Lord. Amen. You'll be praying for me. I'm trusting that the Lord will move. Amen. Let's take your Bibles this evening. We'll turn to the book of Genesis. This is scripture that we know very well and I believe every believer can can take it but take it and type it to the age that we're living in and it's a very uh, particular scripture to the bride amen so we read from genesis 24 and we we would like to take the story this evening and we would like to tell a bit of the story we all know the story and but we just want to go through it again it's just kind of you know little kiddies when you take them to bed you know they ask you to read a story and you know, the next night, you know, it looks like they're going to ask for a different story, but then they ask you to read the same story. I used to babysit two boys, and, you know, they always want to hear the same thing, but it wasn't because, you know, uh, it wasn't because, you know, they, 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 the, the reason why they wanted it was because, you know, they just loved the story. It didn't matter how many times you said it, they just loved the story. And, you know, it doesn't matter how many times we read these, we, 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 we read it because we love it. Amen. Let's read from Genesis 24, read from 52 to 58. I believe we all know the background of the story. So from 52, it says, And it came to pass that when Abraham's servant heard your words, he worshipped the Lord, bowing himself to the earth. And the servant brought forth jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment and gave them to Rebekah. He gave also to her brother and to her mother precious things. And they did eat and drink, and, and he and the men that were with him and tarried all night. And they rose up in the morning, and he said, Send me away unto my master. And her brother and her mother said, Let the damsel abide with us a few days, at least ten. After that she shall go. And she said unto them, Hinder me not, seeing the Lord has prospered my way. Send me away, that I may go to my master. And they said, We will call the damsel and inquire at her mate. And they called Rebekah and said unto her, Will thou go with this man? And she said, I will go. And we want to take our, our topic, our title tonight from this this verse we read, and we, we want to title it, I Will Go. Amen. Amen. You know, you can have your seat. God bless you. I'm really nervous. Amen. You know, there always come a time of this decision. 
there always come a time where you all have to make a decision of which way you are going to go, of things that you are going to do. See, even God himself had to make a decision of how he was going to express himself. You know, he had to decide how was he going to come to the end of the whole picture and bring forth a bride in the Laodicean age. See, he had to decide how he was going to do it, how he was going to express his attributes. Amen. See, he had to make a decision, and here we read from the book of Genesis that here is Abraham. I mean, all that Abraham is a type of, you know, a heavenly father. Amen. And Abraham, you know, he knew he had a son, and he knew that his son must have a bride. Amen. And we know that his son, which is Isaac, is a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And, you know, Abraham, you know, said, you know, Abraham didn't want that his son should pick a wife, you know, from, from the daughters that were in Canaan. You know, he didn't want that, but he wanted, you know, he wanted his son to pick up a wife that was from his kindred, amen. A wife that was, you know, that was, you know, that, 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 that was from, you know, where he came from because one day his son was going to be heir of all the things that he had, amen. He was going to be heir of all what the father had, amen. So Abraham, what did he do? Abraham called his faithful servant, called Eliezer, and he said to Eliezer, well, you know, uh, I, I, you know, my son is going to need a bride, amen. And I said, Eliezer, I want you to swear, amen. And Eliezer, we know how he put his hands under his thigh. And, you know, he made him to swear, to say, to say that, you know, I want you to go and find, you know, to find a bride, you know, for my, for my, for my son, amen. And we know that Eliezer is a type of the messenger of this age, amen. These are the things that we know. And you know, Eliezer, as we said, is a faithful servant. And as a faithful servant, you know, he was just going to go and he was just going to listen to what Abraham had told him. See, Eliezer was not going to compromise on what he was told. Amen. He was going to be, he was not going to be led by his own intellect or by his own ideas, but he was going to be led by the Holy Ghost. He was going to be led by the Spirit of God. Amen. Because he was a servant. And you know, the servant what he had to do was to listen to what his master said. And you know, his master has spoken to him and said, Eliezer, I want you to go out and I want you to go and fetch a bride for my son. And Eliezer said, fair enough, I will go. Amen. But at the same time, you see God all the time, he works on both hands. And whilst he's moving on one hand and he's preparing someone to go and fetch a bride, on the other side he was working on a little lady, amen. And her name was Rebecca, amen. And we know that Rebecca is a type of the bride. And you know, Rebecca, you know, there was something that was just moving upon her heart. You know, there was something that was moving upon her heart, and, and, you know, she was just kind of a different type of a lady. You see, the place where she was living, definitely, there were many boys that were living around that area. But you see, there was something different about Eliezer, about, you know, about Rebecca. See, Rebecca didn't really want to have anything to do with the boys that were living around the town, amen. See, they were kind of a modern type of people, you know, they're dressed in a modern type of way, and they, they made your hair in a modern 
modern type of way. And it might have been some time that perhaps Rebecca's parent might have asked Rebecca to say, Rebecca, what do you think about a Jones's son? And you know, the Jones's son was a certain fella, and you know, he, he, he thought that he was the boss over everyone. Amen. He always dressed himself in scarlet, and he always, you know, adorned himself in gold. And you know, he was a rich man. And they asked Rebecca, Rebecca, what do you think about Jones's son? But he said, I don't want to have anything to do with Jones's son. See, Jones's son was nothing but a church. Jones's son was nothing but a pope. See, he made himself like a god, but he wasn't God. And Rebecca didn't want to have anything to do with a Jones's son. Because Rebecca was predestinated. Rebecca was chosen. God was working on her. God had brought her. God had begotten her as we had this morning. See, she was already begotten. She was already in the mind of Christ. That one day she was going to be the bride of Isaac. And so God didn't want her to be mixed up with any other type of a boy. And Rebecca a predestinated seed. You know, she was foreknown, and, and you know, as a lady, you know, she was there, and she, she really didn't know what a future held, but God did know what a future held, amen. So the servant started to get himself ready, and as the servant started to get himself ready for the journey, the servant took ten camels, and he took all the goods that his father had. See, the servant, as he was going out, he wasn't going out to, to speak about it himself. He wasn't going out to speak to show that he had something. See, the servant, when he was going out, he was going to speak about his master. Amen. You see, the reason why he took the goods, the reason why he took the camels was to prove that he was coming, not to speak about himself, but he was coming to prove that there is a master somewhere. He was coming to prove that there was someone somewhere that really had the power. There was someone somewhere that really was a rich man. See, he took all the gifts and he took all that it would take and he took off on his journey. And around the evening time, he got to the city of Mesopotamia. You know, he got to Mesopotamia, the city of Har, I think, the city of Nahar. And as he got to the, as he got to the city, it was evening time. And you know, it was so funny, but when he got there, at the evening time was the very time that the women came to the well to come and take water. And before Eliezer took his journey, you see, the Lord was already working. The angel of the Lord had already gone before Eliezer. Because you see, when Eliezer was going to take the journey, he started asking his master some questions. He started asking, what if she doesn't want to come? What about this? Or what about that? But his master said to him, don't you worry, because the angel of the Lord is going to go before you. See, Eliezer, don't worry. God has already gone before. Eliezer, don't worry. God has already prepared a bride. Eliezer, don't worry. There are some people that are going to respond to your message. Eliezer, don't worry. I have put here in Laodicea a people that are going to say this message is the truth. And so Eliezer took his journey and he got to, he got on the evening time in the city of Nahar. And the angel of the Lord has been moving. And it was woven upon the heart of this little girl called Rebecca. 
And you see, Rebecca's head was being warded. And Rebecca looked at the time. And when Rebecca checked the time, she realized this is the time for me to go to the well. See, she checked the time and realized it is time to go to the well. It is time to go for water. You know, and once she looked at the sky, she realized it is evening time. You see, she realized the signs of the skies were telling that something was fixing to happen. You see, she looked at the condition that was around her and she realized it is time to go to the well. Because she knew that it's time to get water. And so, Rebecca got herself ready. And she started to walk towards the well. And there was Eliezer has come with his camels. And Eliezer has lost by the well. And now Eliezer is waiting. He's waiting on the Lord. Because something must happen. His master has sent him. And Eliezer is, gonna, is not going to rely on his intellect. Eliezer is not going to rely on the most beautiful lady that she's, he's going to find. So as Eliezer got by the water. How many know the water is a type of the word? And as he got there, we know Ephesians, I think it's Ephesians 4, 26, he says that we are washed, that we are washed of the water by the word. And we know it's a type of the word. And she was, he was there by the well and there with the, by the waters. And he started to pray. And he started to pray and he said, Lord, why don't you show favor unto my master? And as he was praying, and as he was praying, he started to speak the word. And he started to ask for a supernatural sign. I tell you, the God of supernatural is not dead. The God of supernatural is still alive. Amen. He started to ask for the supernatural to happen. And he said, let it be the one that will come. That will give me water to drink. And will give water also to my camels. Amen. And before he was done speaking, a lady showed up. And we know that this is the picture of the church of this last age. We know this is the picture of the church in this evening time. Amen. See, many women had went to the well. See, many women perhaps that day had went to the well. You see, the Bible was talking about women. It was, that evening time was time for the women to go to the well. And we know a woman is a type of the church. And it wasn't only one woman that was going to go to the well. But there were many women that were going to go to the well. But among all the many women, there was only one woman that was going to be the one that was going to fulfill the spoken word by Eliezer. There was only one lady that was going to be led by the same spirit by which Eliezer was being led. 
A time of decision. Los Angeles, California, Saturday, 1959. It was in the evening time when, Re when Rebecca came out, led by the Spirit. Do you believe that? How otherwise would she have come? There might have been many before her, but she was led by the Spirit in the evening time. And Eliezer, the messenger, the minister, the true servant of his master, was led in the evening time. And the true servant had left his creeds and tents behind him and made up his mind that he was going to trust God in the evening time. See, Eliezer was not going to trust in himself, but Eliezer was going to trust in God in the evening time. He was going to trust in God for a bride in the evening time. And when she came... She done exactly what Eliezer had requested. Amen. And you see, when she came and Eliezer went to her, see, Eliezer just asked her, Would you give me water? Can I drink from, you know, can I drink from, uh, from, from the pitcher that you have? See, Eliezer just asked her one thing. It was just a request. But to have the request became a command. And she did not just give him water to drink. See, he did not just say that, you know, the Lord sent a prophet. See, she did not just stop of being repented and being baptized and I will receive the Holy Ghost. See, she did not just stop there. Even though that was what the word said, but she did not just stop there. But she went even further. Amen. See, she didn't know the part of what Eliezer said. She didn't know that Eliezer had asked that she would give water to the camels. But there was something in her. She was a predestinated seed. The Lord was working on her. And she was just not going to be satisfied that God sent the prophet. She was just not going to be satisfied that you just need to get baptized. But she was going to go all the way. She was going to go all the way. You know, she didn't know, but she was walking in the vision. She didn't realize it, but she was walking in the vision. See, everything was kind of, you know, was just kind of another day to her perhaps, but she was walking in the vision. And this evening might be just another evening to you, but I want you to know that you are walking in the vision. The bride is walking in division. You say, oh, I don't fully understand what is going on. Don't worry. You are walking in division. The time of decision, 1959. I remember, remember, Rebecca hardly knowing what she was doing. Yes, she watered the same animals, the camel that was to take her to her bridegroom, to her husband, her lover. And always the beast of burden in the Bible represents a power. Like the beast come up out of the sea in Revelation, it was a power that raised up among the people. And this beast was being watered. 
Rebecca watering the same beast that she rode on, that taking her away from her place, from her place here to her new home. It's a type of the church today, watering and blessing the same Holy Ghost that's going to lift it up and take it to his new home. The church that's praising and blessing and watering with thanksgiving the Holy Ghost who has brought the word to you. See, she was watering the same camels that brought Eliezer. You see, it was the same Holy Ghost that led the prophet. It is the same Holy Ghost that we are feeding on. He said, the camel packed the messenger, Eliezer, the true messenger, will look for a sign to the woman, will look for a sign to the woman that she was going to take. He said, it was God's choice because he was going to watch for the supernatural. See, Eliezer was there and he was watching for the supernatural. He was watching for the supernatural of the spoken word to be made manifest. Because when he got there, he spoke the word. When he got there, he spoke the word. And he was precise in what he asked. He was waiting for the supernatural to be manifested. And if Eliezer was watching for the supernatural to be manifested, then I tell you, there ought to be someone that is going to manifest the supernatural spoken word of Eliezer. Amen. Amen. There is someone... Who's going to manifest the supernatural word of Eliezer? And how does she do it? How does she manifest the supernatural word? She done it by feeding the camels. She done it by giving water to the camels. Sometimes the one when we say the spoken word and, and so forth, we think it's a great turn. It is, but you know the way to get it, you just keep feeding on the word. See, she kept on taking the water and giving it to the camel. She kept on taking the word and feeding the Holy Ghost that was in her. Because that Holy Ghost was the power that she was going to be riding on. That Holy Ghost was the power that was going to take her through the trials. That Holy Ghost was the power that was going to take her through the valley and take her through the mountain and take her through a dry and a thirsty land. And there is no other power today. That is going to take you away. But the power of the Holy Ghost. There is no other power today that is going to bring a change of dimension than the power of the Holy Ghost. There is no other power that is going to take you to your new home than the power of the Holy Ghost. And she kept on and on giving water to the camels. There were 10 camels. I tried to do the calculations, but I just left it alone. 
But it was the other water, yeah. But you know, one time, she wasn't tired. She kept on doing it. And she kept on going to the well and coming back to the camels and going to the well and coming back to the camels. See, we don't have to get tired of feeding on the word. She never got tired. She kept on feeding. She didn't know what was going on, but she kept on feeding. Sometimes we get tired and we get weary. Because trials comes, because that happens, because the other thing happens. But she just kept on. And she is you. She is the type of the bride. She did not get tired. If the Lord tarries a thousand years, there is still going to be a bride that will not get tired, but will keep feeding on the word. And so Eliezer, she only saw that the Lord was moving. But you see, through it all, Eliezer has still not brought his message. And Eliezer pulled out the gifts. And he pulled out the, he pulled out the golden earring. And Brother Branham on the same message would say, that it means, you know, faith cometh by hearing. And he pulled out the two bracelets. And Brother Branham would say that it means the works of her hand. That when she got the bracelet, she was supposed to go out and start telling other people about it. As a matter of fact, when she received the bracelet, she ran back home to tell them about it. See, she, she, she gave, you know, Eliezer gave her the gift. She was feeding the camel what was the Holy Ghost. See, the Pentecostal age was important. You know, the gifts, the pouring down of the Holy Ghost was important. But yet Eliezer has not brought forth his message. Amen. See, she had received the gift. But yet the message has not come forth. And remember that the gift was not only to her, but her brother received them too. Her mother received them too, but they did not go. So Eliezer gave her the gifts. But you see, that wasn't his purpose. See, the gift was just to prove that he was coming from somewhere. The gift was to prove that he wasn't just another man, but he was a man sent from God. He was a man sent from his master. And after he gave the gift, he saw the Lord was moving. And so he asked, whose daughter are you? Which household do you come from? And so she started to narrate and started to tell about her household. And as she started to tell about her household, Eliezer started to realize something. Eliezer started to realize, oh, mine. He started to see that mine, the vision is just lining up. He started to see that it's God that has sent me here. He started to see that God is moving. Because as he started to see that, as he started to watch that vision, 
He started to realize when she started to explain and say where she was coming from. Eliezer started to realize that she had a representation from the home where he came from. He started to realize that this lady has got a blood relationship with Isaac. He started to realize she is not just another lady, but this lady is something supernatural. This lady has been prepared. This lady has been put here just waiting for me to come and speak the word to her and she is going to answer. She started to know that she was chosen from the foundation of the world. Wonder why Rebecca came before any other any of the other girls. Did you know that Rebecca and Isaac was blood relation? Cousins. And the bride of Christ and the bride of Jesus Christ is blood relation to him. Is that a blood bought bride? No wonder she was led by the Spirit. There was a connection coming together. There was a union coming together. Amen. At that moment, something was happening because now things had moved from the natural realm to a blood realm. It has moved to a spiritual realm. It was no more a natural thing happening, but it was a supernatural thing taking place. Amen. And here was Eliezer. And he was standing in the gap. And he was bridging the way between Isaac and Rebekah. Amen. See, the commission of Eliezer was to fetch a bride. And he was not going to be done until he brought that bride to Isaac. Amen. So Eliezer started to realize and start to understand that she was blood-related, and started noted that she had the right character, amen. And so Eliezer said to him, have you got room in your father's house? Have you got room in your father's house? See, now he has come. He has shown the gift. See, the Holy Ghost has proven itself. But now the question came, have you got room? Have you got room to receive Eliezer? Have you got room not just to receive Eliezer, but to receive the camels? Because Eliezer was not just coming to the house by himself. He was coming to the house with the camels. He was asking the question tonight, have you got room? Have you got room in your heart to receive the Holy Ghost? Because the Holy Ghost is coming to your house. But have you got room to receive them? Young people, have you got room to receive them? Because he is coming. He wanted a place to lodge. He wanted a place to dwell. Have you got room? Have you got room for him to come in? Maybe it's time to start throwing some things out. Maybe it's time to start making room. 
Because he is coming. See, he is willing to give you the Holy Ghost more than you are willing to receive it. And see, when Eliezer came into the house and he walked in there, you know, they set Eliezer down and they brought the food and they brought the drink. But Eliezer said, listen, I'm not here for the food. I'm not here for the drink. There is an urgent cry. There is an urgent message that all you need to bring forth. See, Eliezer is, was not so much desiring the comfort of the house. Eliezer is not so much desiring the comfort of yourselves. Eliezer is not so much desiring the comfort of your phones. Eliezer is not desiring just to be a background noise in your house. That's not what Eliezer is desiring. The message that Eliezer has got has got to put on flesh. It's got to be materialized. Someone has got to respond to that message. He's come with eternal voice. As we heard this morning, that eternal voice, it was the season for that voice to be manifested. Eliezer's coming was in the right season. You say, why didn't Eliezer come a year before? Because it wasn't the right season. But that time when he got there, it was the right season. God was working on the bride. God was working on Rebecca. And the season had come. The eternal voice now had to find a resting place. But you see, as the message came, as the message came, the message was of no importance if there was not a response. The picture could not be completed until Rebecca made a decision. See, she had to make a decision. And so Eliezer stayed in the house and, and, and he narrated all the message. And he narrated all that had happened. And surely they realized that something supernatural had taken place. And so the morning came. And Eliezer said, send me away to my master. But her brother and mother said, let the damsel abide with us a few days. At least ten. And after that, she shall go. But you see, that wasn't what Eliezer was there for. And you see, that's what the enemy has been trying to tell us for so long. Why don't you just wait a little while? See, young person, why don't you just push that off a little while? See, why don't you hold back just a little while? See, why don't you just relax just a little bit? 
Why don't you stay for another 10 days? Why don't you relax? And sometimes you come right in the service. And he'll tell you, see, the ministers are just kind of pushing it a little bit too far. He'll tell you that there is still time. He'll tell you, just take your time. You don't need to rush. I want you to notice one thing. That if Rebecca was going to wait, then there was not going to be any power that was going to pack her to Isaac. If she was going to wait, the camels were going to leave. If she was going to wait, then she had to find a way to get to Isaac. And that way was going to be a way of tribulation. The moment had come for her to make a decision. See, she had a free ride to Isaac. The Holy Ghost is free. The United with God is free. You don't have to pay for it. He's done pay for it. Hallelujah. But that's what the enemy will tell you. Just wait a little while. Just wait until the power of the Holy Ghost have raptured the church away. Oh man. It was like the foolish virgins. See, they knew they didn't have oil. But they sat in the pew. And they said, I'll be waiting for some day. They sat in the pew waiting for some day. Maybe some day I would decide to start feeding on the word. Maybe some day I will get on the message. But they didn't have oil, but they just kept on waiting. And they just kept on waiting. But then a day came. And when that day came, it was a sudden day. It was a day that they were not expecting. But now it was too late. It was too late. And they went out. And they went out now to try to find the oil. They went out now to try to find the Holy Ghost. They went out trying to chase the camels. But the camels were done gone. Because she decided that she was just going to wait a little while. She was going to wait for some day. But some day might be late. Brother, this is not a time to wait. We had the message this morning. This is not a time to wait. It is time to get serious with God. It is time to get serious with the message. It is time to let God have his way and his pride. But there was something about this lady that this lady, she was not going to wait. Because she had a blood relationship. See, she was predestinated. See, there was a story 
of a friend that we had in Ireland. She wasn't a message believer. And she was working as a babysitter. And she was working for a lady that came from her same country. And she was babysitting this little girl. And she didn't understand why. But she loved the little girl. She, she just had some affection towards the little girl that she had never had before towards any other girl that she has babysitted. And whenever she would go out with my sister, she would do nothing but keep on t- talking about this little girl that she's babysitting. Until one day, she told the mother of the little girl, just in, a, in just kind of a joking way, she said, well, you know, this little girl is not your daughter. She is mine. She didn't understand why she had this affection. Couple of years later, they started to realize that the father of the little girl was her uncle. There was a blood relationship there. She started to realize that this girl, this little baby was part of her family. Because her uncle, back home, he, he just went around doing things. You see, there was a blood relationship. And there was something that was drawing her to the baby that she couldn't understand. And Rebecca, there was something that was drawing her that she couldn't understand. Because there was a blood relation. And there is something that is drawing us that we cannot understand because there is a blood relation. Hallelujah. There is a blood relation. And she was being drawn. So, well, they said, well, okay, we will call the damsel. And inquire at her mate. Because they wanted her to wait. But I said, all right. If you are so much wanting to go, then we are going to call her. And we are going to let her make her decision. Because she is mature. She's come of age. She has had all that you have said. She was sitting there when you were talking. She has seen the supernatural. She has experienced the supernatural. And we are going to call her to make a decision. And perhaps the family started to talk to Rebecca. And perhaps they started to tell Rebecca, well, Rebecca, see, this man came in. We've known known this man for just about a day. See, we've not known this man for very long. But this man, as he came, he has proven that there is a man somewhere, that there is a son somewhere that is going to fall her. To a lot of riches. See this man when he came. Surely he did not come with empty hand. Oh glory. 
He said when he came, he has proven that he is a mighty man. Oh, hallelujah. When he came, he has proven that he has not lost even one battle. Hallelujah. When he came, oh, glory. When he came, he has proven that there was a man that was lying in the grave for four days. And it seemed every hope was gone. But when he showed up, a man who was dead for four days got back his life. He has proven that he can raise the dead. He has proven that he can heal the sick. When he came, he has proven that he can walk in water. When he came, he has proven that he has defeated, he has defeated cancer. When he came, he has proven that he has defeated brain bleed. When he came, he has proven that he has defeated COVID-19. Oh, glory be to God. This is my Jesus. When he came, the barren womb gave for a child. When he came, he proved that he could create squirrels while there were no squirrels. When he came, he has proven that he can discern every thought and every intent of his bride. When he came, a certain sister, oh, glory be to God, by the name of Hattie Wright, when he came, he gave that sister, he gave her a box letting boys by the spoken word. When he came, on the Colorado mountain, he proved that he could turn the storm away. So, Rebecca, we've got a question for you. Rebecca, we've got a question for you. Well, you go with this man. Rebecca, what is your answer? Will you 
go with this mind. And they said, Rebecca, we've got further notice. We've got further notice that since the beginning, there has not been any demon in hell. There has not been any demon in the skies. There has not been any demon in the waters. There has not been any demon in hell. There has not been any evil spirit that has been able to overcome this God. He has proven that there is a man somewhere. He has proven that the supernatural God is not dead. He has proven that he still works in man today. He has proven that the gift of discernment has not left the bride. So Rebecca, you have still not answered the question, Rebecca. Rebecca, will you go with this man? And Rebecca, the blood bought bride of Jesus Christ. Rebecca rose on her feet and Rebecca said, well, go. Is there any Rebecca in this house that will say, I will go? Rebecca, what is your answer? Will you go with this man? And time evangelism, Brother Branham said, to what? A man she had never seen, knowing nothing about, but yet she was ready because she was predestinated and foreordained to death. Exactly right. Oh, hallelujah. Young brother, will you go? Young sister, will you go? Mama, will you go? Daddy, will you go? I want you to know something. You see, Rebecca was not going to answer for her family members. This was a question to Rebecca and Rebecca only. Jehovah Jireh, Grassville, 1962. Now that Rebecca watered that camel in the cool of the evening. See, the Eliezer didn't find her in the morning. 
He never found her at the noon time. He said he found her in the evening light. Hallelujah. It was at the evening time. Oh, that he came to the well. And for some reason, Rebecca realized, I have to go to the well. I have to go to the word. Because there is some man there. Because God was leading her. Because she was predestinated and born to go to meet Isaac. Hallelujah. Brother Branham said, it shall be light in the evening time. Hallelujah. He said, right. That's where he found her. He said, she veiled her face. She had, she had no head. She was going to her head. Amen. See, all along, Rebecca had no head. See, through the church ages, it was building off the bride. It was building off the bride. But it was going to come a time that the capstone had to fall on that bride. But Rebecca must be willing to go. And I said, Amen. A woman, it's her nature of a woman to surrender to a man. And I said, Oh man, it's the nature of the church to surrender to Christ, surrender to His will. He said, just surrender. See, she has no thinking of her own. She takes His word, not somebody else's. If Eve would have done that, we would have never had to die. But she listened to reasoning. But now listen, He said, but this, but the real bride of Christ takes the headship of Christ, the Word, and only believe God's Word. He said, that's the real, the restored bride. Hallelujah. He said, it is nearly time, friends. He said, it is later than you think. We are at the evening time. The Holy Spirit is here tonight. The Holy Spirit is here tonight. The camels are here tonight. Rebecca, will you go? Oh my. For how long have we been speaking? This is an hour now, isn't it? Oh, we try to close quickly. Amen. Just give me a few minutes. Amen. Rebecca, will you go? But you see, remember that she was told to wait a little while. See, there was a time that the children of Israel, they were supposed to leave the land. And you see, there was Pharaoh in the land. And see, Pharaoh wouldn't want them to go. So Pharaoh wouldn't let them go. And Pharaoh always come and, you know, he always say, you know, maybe you can go the next time. Maybe you can go the next time. But he was just, his heart was being hardened and he wouldn't let them go. 
But you see, Moses was commissioned in Exodus 3, 8. And it said to deliver them out of the hand. It was commissioned to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. And to bring them up out of the land onto a good land and large. Onto a land that is flowing with milk and honey. See, Moses' commission was to bring her to a land. Amen. But there was a man that was trying to resist this, this, this message that had come. And perhaps tonight you might be sitting on an appeal and there is a Pharaoh that is trying to get you to resist the message that has come. There might be a Pharaoh that is trying to let you to resist the movement of the Holy Ghost. But then it came a time that Pharaoh wanted to inquire. You know, some of we here are worried about our loved ones in different tents. But this one just struck me yesterday. I was sitting, I was studying, I had no idea of going to Exodus. And for some reason, I was just turning my Bible and it just turned to this page. And I thought, mine, that is pretty strange. And I started to read through it. And I just left it and I closed it. I kind of turned to another book in the Bible. And as I was turning to the other book in the Bible, I was trying to go back to Genesis again. And when I opened it, I went back to the same scripture again. And I want you to know something. You have had the report that Eliezer brought about the man. Amen. You have had... Of what he has proven to be. Of all what he has done. I want you to know something. God is willing to move. More than sometimes we are willing to let him move. Brother Branham will talk about the super anointing. When I speak about the squirrels. And when I speak about the Hatteroidal situation. I want you to know one time. That the super anointing is no any further from this building. It's no any further from right next to here. Let it become a reality. So Pharaoh, Exodus 10, 8 and 9. And it said, and Moses and Aaron were brought again unto Pharaoh. And he said unto them, go serve the Lord your God. Now listen to this. But who are they that shall go? And Moses said, We will go. And he said, Now I am going to list to you the people that are going to go. And I want the devil to open his ears and listen tonight the people that are going to go. And he said, We will go. With our young, and with our old, and with our sons, and with our daughters, and with our flocks, and with our herds, we will, we will go. He said, for we must hold a feast unto the Lord. Hallelujah. There is a feast in glory that we must hold unto the Lord. Who will go? Who will go to the feast? Hallelujah. The table has been set. 
The angels have polished their trumpets. It is home going time. Brother Branham said, it is later than you think. Who is going to go? Our sons are going. Our daughters are going. Our wives are going. Our husbands are going. I tell you, we're not leaving everyone behind. I'm asking you tonight, where will go? Rebecca, will you go? Amen. God bless you. There is a feast that we must present ourselves to. You have a chair that is waiting for you in glory. But the question is, will you go? Will you go? The spoken word power is still alive. The super anointing is still alive. Amen. I believe there are people in this building tonight that will say that they will go. And see, friends, we are not going to go halfway. We are not going to do a halfway journey. Young people, we are not going halfway. We are not going to barely make it. We are not going to crawl into heaven and kind of wipe off the sweat over our face and say, oh, phew, I barely made it. Oh, no, we are going all the way. We are going past the outer court. We are going past the brazen river. We are going to pass the holy place. We are going to pass the, the, the candlesticks. Because there is a Shekinah glory that we must enter in. That is where we're going. The marriage between Rebecca and Isaac was not going to happen in glory. The wedding is happening here. The marriage is now. Now is the time for you to decide that you are going to go to Isaac. Now is the time for you to decide that you are going to be united with Christ. Hallelujah. There is an inner course that we are going into. See, it was veiled. See, Rebecca, on her way there, she was veiled. See, she couldn't fully see who Isaac was. And neither could Isaac fully see who she really was. But it came a time that the veil had to be rented. Amen. There came a time that the veil had to be rented. And there came a day that a man came down from glory. And when he came down from glory, he went on a cross. And when he went on the cross, there came a day that the earth quaked, that the earth shaked, that the veil of the temple was rented from the top to the bottom into twain. And the way was paved. Now you can go in. That is the place that is calling us into. That is where the marriage takes place. 
It is in the court. It is in the inner place. It is where the Shekinah glory always is shining. And you know, in that place, when they put Aaron's rod in there, it put it. Hallelujah. I don't know what situation you're going in. You get into that place, and it is going to burn. Hallelujah. If you have sickness, you get into that place, and it will flee. Amen. He said, why are people so tossed away today? Why are people so tossed about 1956? He said, nobody let Aaron in. See, Aaron was the only one who could go in. And when he was going in, he had to have the blood with him. But I want you to realize that this bride, she is a blood-bought bride. See, the blood is already in her. See, she can go in. She has a right to go in. He said, nobody let Aaron in. He said, Aaron walked in because he was invited in. Because it was told him by Jehovah. Amen. He had a right to go in. He said, when Jesus died on Calvary, he ripped the veil from top to bottom. Amen. Stripped it. Not only the high priest, but to everyone that comes approaching God has a right into the holiest of holy. And it says she has a right. Rebecca, will you go? If you will go, why don't you stand on your feet this evening? Rebecca, will you go? You have had a report. Will you go? You see, when Rebecca decided to go, the poor out, she was, she was blessed. And she was told that her seed shall possess the gate of the enemy. And Rebecca... If you were going, I want you to know that your seed shall possess the gate of the enemy. Amen. See, the gate was the place where they gathered to make decisions. See, remember the story of Ruth? You see, Boaz had to go to the gate. See, the gate was the place where decisions were made. And you see, the enemy has also got a gate. It's got a gate where he gathers and he plans against the bride of Christ. And right now, he's sitting on a gate and we can see it in the wall. And he's doing everything to come against the bride of Christ. But there is a word. There is a promise that was given to Rebecca. Rebecca was told that you will possess every gate of the enemy. They can bring the squares. You will possess that gate. No wonder Brother Branham said, when the squares come, you watch that tadpole move into action. Why? Because now, Rebecca and Isaac has become one. The voice of Rebecca is as good as the voice of Isaac. She has become him. 
And it is not just a word. It is a reality. Hey, man, whatever's on your eyes, Sister Cassie. How many will go tonight? It is a surrendered heart. That inner court is opened. It is the whosoever will. Let him come in. He hasn't got an age tag on it. There is no 18 plus age in there. It is to whosoever will. You can have 10 years old. You can walk in there. You can have 40 years old. You can walk in there. The blood is in you. You have been feeding the camels. You have been feeding the camels. You've been feeding on the word. Now it's time to ride the camels. And you know, one then, it was the camel that was directing the way. See, Rebecca didn't have to tell the camel what to do. The camel knew the way. Because the camel was following Eliezer and his message. The Holy Ghost knows the way. The power knows the way. You can start writing on it. Was it Paul Rader who said it? See, Paul Rader was trying to carry that log. See, he was trying his best to carry it. But then a man showed up and said, Paul Rader, there is a river. There is a river that is flowing, Paul Rader. All you have to do, just throw the log in the river. The river knows the way. Rebecca, will you go? Will you ride on this log? Will you ride this rail? It's a place that he wants you to get to. He said they took Aaron's rod and laid it. Aaron's rod in the presence of the holy place. And when they did, he said in one night, and I don't know where you are, but tonight can be that one night. He is here. It was just one night. He said, it was one night time it budded, blossomed and yielded almonds in one night time. Think of it. In the presence of God, this old dead rod laying there in the presence of God budded blossomed and yielded almonds in one night what was it then 
What kind of rod was it? It was an almond rod. That's what he taken it from. The stick was off an almond tree. You are a stick of some kind. And you was taken of the branch of humanity, which was God's created son in the beginning. You was a rod that was created from the beginning to be a son and a daughter of God. He said, you may be fallen, dead, alienated from God. But by that, but by that in creation, you were created to be a son of God. And Brother Ed said it this morning, that when he says son, he doesn't mean just a male, but it's both male and female. He said you may bounce around and be respected and honored out here in the courts. But if you ever get into that glorious place and hid away with God, you will yield what you are supposed to do. He said take a dead sinner alienated from God without hope without Christ and put him in the presence of God in this great glorious tabernacle in there he will yield for fruits of the Holy Spirit love joy peace and long suffering that is what will possess the gates of the enemy it took just one night. Pharaoh's trying to hold you back. He's told you the people that are gone. And it's just one night. You may not be able to come to the altar because of the rules and the regulations. But God is as good as the altar as in your pew. If only you are willing to go what are you playing sister Cassia pardon yeah brother Dan can you help us with that please thank you let him lead you tonight let him lead you into that holy place be certain with him Let's invite Brother Andrew to come. You have called me. I will Are you going to answer tonight? The question is to Rebecca. Rebecca, will you go? He has proven himself.
Keep going, brother. phenomenal service a decision time you know Rebecca she was sold out before the question was ever asked she didn't have to sit there and think about it forever I know brother Maxwell gave up on some of the math but I did a little bit of it but the average camel can drink about 200 liters that's 10 camels that's about 2,000 liters Back in that day, they had about five-gallon jars. That's about five-gallon pail. That's 105 trips. That's 105 times down the well. Back up, pour it in. Back down the well. By the time you do that 10 times, your arms are getting tired. You do that 25 times, you're getting tired. 105 times. She went back, went back. What was she going back to? The Word. Going back to the Word. So I, I will go. All right. You got to be in church. You got to be in the word. You got to be in prayer. You got to be knowing where you're standing. She wasn't questioning, say, well, I don't know, maybe one camel or two, 105 times over and over. It seems, Lord, how long is this going to take till it's done? Till it's done. What was she watering? The power that was going to take her to her future bridegroom, right? The Spirit of the Lord will always come to the Word. If you stay in the Word, the power of the Holy Spirit that's going to take you home and transform these bodies, give us a body change, it comes to the Word. It's got to be the Word in there. How many times do I got to go back? Just keep going. Just keep going. See, my flesh is tired. Just keep going. My spirit's tired. Just keep going. Never, never, never give up on anyone. Not even on your own self. Not even on your own soul. Don't give up on that. I want to just read to you something that was sent to me. It's actually a poem. It was written today. After the service this morning, I will leave the author unknown. But the poem says, he is still the same. The God that moved on my clay still wants to move on me today still wants to bathe my soul in light still wants to lead my steps aright the god that dealt with my wayward heart still wants my soul from sin depart still wants to whisper in my ears still wants to express his love so dear the God that sent Elijah here still wants his voice, my ear to hear. Still wants me to know he's still the same. Still wants full confidence in his name. The God that quickened my wretched soul, that healed my spirit and made me whole. Still wants to draw his presence near. Still wants to remove all doubt and fear. 
He's never not giving up. The God that made his beloved bride, that made me his beloved bride, still wants to walk with me side by side. Still wants my raptured soul in faith. Still wants to rapture my soul in faith. Still wants to walk me to, through those pearly gates. Lord, help me be faithful and true to aspire every day to walk with you. For I know, O oh Lord, you moved on my clay. And I know, O oh Lord, you are still moving on me today. Brother Ed just sent me that before the service. What a thought. That was written this afternoon after the service by another by a sister. God still wants to move. He still wants to move. He still wants to bring you all the way home. He's not giving up. So say, Lord, I'm not giving up. I'll bring you a fresh drink. I'll do everything I can. I'll haul the water. No matter how hard it seems, let me do it, Lord. Let me do it, Lord. Amen. I think you sang that song earlier, Brother um, Danny. The battle is, or when the way gets rough. Yeah. There is a source in times of need that gives me hope, that gives me peace. stands in my defense so when the road you walk leaves you tired and warm all your strength is gone and your heart feels torn remember When the waters rise, He calls my name. He bids me come out on the waves. He holds my hand, lest I should falter. Sister Ruth, just put the second verse up there for a minute. 
This is just fresh in. He's asking Peter, step out on the water. He said, Lord, if that's really you, bid me come. Jesus was letting him do something that he was going to have to do, spiritually speaking, real soon. Because Jesus wasn't going to be there in his mortal body anymore. He says, come on, stand up, step out in the water a little bit here. I believe that's what he's saying to you tonight. Will you come out on the water? Come stand on the word. That's what he's saying. Come stand out on the word. Don't look around at the waves crashing. Someone's saying something. Someone else is saying something. Just stand on the word of God. By faith is the only way you could stay on the water. Faith in the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So I'm asking you, Rebecca, the same as Brother Max has asked, will you come out on the water? Quit standing in your man-made boats and yeah, I'll go so far when I hit shore. No, no. Step out on the water. Step out on the word of God and say, Lord, be it unto me according to thy word tonight. Oh, praise be to God. When the waters rise, hear them calling your name tonight. The waters have risen around us. The world wants to drown everything out. Step out on it. Say, Lord, your word says there's going to be a rapture. Your word says there will be a bride. Your word says there will be an overcomer. There will be ones in Revelation 3 that will sit on your throne with you. It will be an overcomer. He wasn't speaking to an empty audience. There is a bride that will stand on the water and let the water take her home. Hallelujah. We don't need a man-made boat. Just put the log in the water and get on the log and let it take you away. Oh, praise be to God. When the waters rise. Let's sing that together. When the waters rise. He calls my name. He bids me. He bids me come. Out on the waves. He holds my hand. Lest I. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, those are encouraging words. But Lord, may it be not just encouraging words, but revelation that sinks down deep in our hearts, Lord. Father, I know there's times in every Christian walk we get tired, we get worn out. It seems hard. We've drawn 50 times from the well, 60 times. I just can't do it again, but Lord, it's your battle. There's another hand on the rope that begins to pull up. The Lord Jesus is there with us. 
given us strength to keep pressing on. Keep pressing on. Keep watering that experience I gave you. Keep watering the, the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Keep putting in the water. Keep putting in the Word. Don't let the cares of life just drown it out. Let Jesus have control. Clean out all the cares of this world. Clean out all the dirty rooms in our hearts, Lord. Father, and let Jesus have control. Lord, we give everyone, Lord, here tonight, just over to you. Father, would you give the increase, Lord? I don't even want to just close the service, Lord, but Father, that you would just come. Meet every heart where they're at, Lord Jesus. As Brother Max has said, we can't just come up to a, uh, an altar, Lord, but you can come down personally to each and every heart that's here tonight. Lord Jesus, you're the same God we sang this service. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. I am the Lord and I change not. Lord Jesus, you're the same today. The same one that called Peter out. You're the same one that's saying tonight, will you come? Rebecca, will you come out on the water? Will you come with me? Will you come sit at my table? Will you come be my bride? Lord, we've responded. So let it be, Lord Jesus. We love you, Lord, and we commit each one to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. just sing that song we sing it often but how great is our God the splendor of a king as we're closing I'll probably let Brother Danny sing it and say God bless you don't just run away let the Lord speak to you ponder on these things as you go home tonight just ponder on these things say Lord is my life lining up with the confession I made tonight I'll go I'm coming Lord, let my every step tomorrow, let it line up with that. Say, yes, Lord, I'm coming. Amen. The splendor of a king Both in majesty Let all the earth rejoice All the earth rejoice our God.